Talk Medicine is a paid medical program which does not reflect the opinions of the management and staff of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network. Welcome to Talk Medicine, brought to you by West Michigan Pain and West Michigan Surgery Center on News Radio 1460, 1077 WBRN. We have uh, Dr. Junasia in with us today, and we've been talking about Vertiflex and the procedure involved with it. And after surgery, what can we expect in this? Uh, after surgery, uh, generally I like to see the patient in two weeks, um, and then subsequently in six to eight weeks. Now, as I uh, earlier said, that because of the minimal nature of this procedure, um, you are putting a small dime-sized titanium implant between the spinous processes. Takes around 20 minutes to 30 minutes to do this procedure. That's incredible. And <laughs> and the size of this uh, incision is, I said, around half an inch. Um, so, so the because of the minimum intervention you are doing here, the recovery is very fast. You walk out. Uh, as a result of this procedure, there should not be anything which would prevent you to walk. You and probably that, don't want to go bowling or something like that, but you can walk. Certainly, <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly, because uh, what we're talking about, this patient, majority of them are done with patients who are 65, 70, 75. Yeah. And by nature of the age, they have some osteopenia. By osteopenia and osteoporosis, I mean, they are, they are not, their bones are not as strong as 21 years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of us lose a little bit of bone mass as we age. And we want to make sure that this there is enough time for this implant to heal and scar and become stable in that area. So it may take up to f- six to eight weeks. I want to make sure that, of course, you can walk, you can do stuff, you can bend if you need to, but try to avoid any aggressive intervention. And uh, so that's what we ask, and uh, so that we, we that has a good seeding into the spinal processes. And, and, and so... You can do day-to-day activities, bending, whatever needs to be done. Obviously, as you said, you know, going out and running and uh, lifting heavy weights and trying to move and or maybe move your furniture. You move to your you're moving your home from one to another place that happens to be then six weeks and you're trying to lift all these boxes. We'll try to recommend that avoid doing all sure. these aggressive interventions, time it out, things uh, in that nature, and. Um, we really don't expect anything really uh, significant because it's a small incision. Obviously, surgery is a surgery. You know, anytime you make an incision in the skin and you're trying to do anything into your body, uh, there's always a risk for complications. Uh, there is a risk for infection. There's a risk for hematoma. There's a risk for uh, injury to the spine, increased pain. A fracture of the spinous process which can happen because the bone is not strong enough or certain activity which do which dislodges that implant so there's things can happen because of the nature of any type of intervention you do uh, and uh, so you want to make sure that we follow up and you maintain the follow-up uh, in six to eight weeks and um, um, uh, don't do any aggressive intervention. And if there's any issue occurs during this period of time, you should contact us so we make sure that you are properly taken care of during this post-operative period. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, obviously, because it's titanium, uh, you can get an MRI done. So there's no restriction for you to be able to get an MRI done subsequently. So a lot of times people say, okay, you know why you put me some surgery, I may or may not be able to get any diagnostic text. What are the restrictions of further studies? And there's no restrictions in that regard. 
What about uh, travel and things like that going through metal detectors? Is that something that, that does titanium pop up on that or not? Yeah. I, I doubt that titanium is a problem mm-hmm. with uh, with any of the metal detectors. Uh, but certainly you can keep a certificate with you so that you have this procedure done. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that should be too much of a problem. I just know that there's a lot of travel going on now, and that was, you know, people, you know, t- especially at that age, like to travel more if they is when they can walk, they uh, they get motivated and want to get out and travel. You know? Absolutely, as yes. the whole idea is for them to be able to walk more distance, and just because they're able to walk more distance, their functions are better. They can do a lot more other things which they have not been able to do before. So overall, instantly, quality of life improvement occurs. And uh, um, I think uh, that is the goal for all the interventions. You should d- to improve your quality of life by able to walk and do activities more than what you're doing before, reduction in your pain medication. These are two really most important things you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And how, how many people are affected by this? Well, spontaneosis is a huge problem. I mean, I think that the 1.7 million are diagnosed annually. Wow. And that's and, every every year, and and, and th- yes, every wow. year you have new patients diagnosed, and a lot of people get surgeries done, a lot of people get injections done for this, a lot of people get medications on these medications. This is a huge problem, and there are almost one hundred seventy-five thousand surgeries are done in this country every year just for spinal stenosis. As I told about removing your lamina, majority of time getting fusions done. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge. A lot of people get surgical intervention done for this then use surgery. And in fact, it says that is a number one reason for spinal surgery in the elderly. Wow. So you can talk about how many patients are suffering from this is a man's problem. So it looks like to me, uh, is the fastest growing type of lumbar surgery in the United States. So it's a huge problem. A lot of people are getting surgeries done. Some people cannot. And some people who are getting surgery done, they huge surgeries, post-op, Bigger the surgery, more the complications. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the problem is immense, and suffering is immense. And we are talking about this number of about 1.7 million annually diagnosed spinal stenosis. How many of these people, that assumed 175,000 people are getting surgery done, what is happening to the rest of the people? Right. The rest of the people, a lot of these people are getting some injections, are they on medications, or they are suffering? So, uh, and some people don't even know that anything can be done for this. Yeah. And he, I, I think the huge number are unaware that any, any, anything can be done as minimally as this to be able to improve their functions. Did you uh, want to talk about the, uh, the way that this came about and, and how long it's been about? Yeah, the sure. Vertiflex? Sure. Okay. Absol- Jump up here, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So um, in May of 2015, um, the, we had a, our Vertiflex had a pre- pre-market approval for Superion, the actual the name of the implant uh, for Vertiflex. Um, and then moving forward in January of 2017 is when the product was really utilized because we had a Category 1 CPT code uh, attached to that procedure. That, that in, 
allowed physicians to be able to use the the product uh, for Medicare patients as well. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's right. In 2017 is right when the the big upswing of the procedure is is and here we are now growing uh, very fast. So the 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 piece itself now has that was that 2017 that that was invented or, or no no. Uh, actually, the company Vertiflex has been around over 10 years. Okay. Um, it takes uh, many years in, in uh, research and design and working with um, some outside partners um, to develop a, a, such a product as Superion. And it takes, you know, we did a five-year IDE study to get this approved here. And all that takes time and, and efforts, right? So um, it, it's a long time coming, but uh, 2017 is is the big number because we actually had, you know, the level one CPT codes. So. And then, do you do you match up with the specific surgeons that that can do this, or do they come to you and say, "Hey, I can do this procedure," or "I'm doing something similar to this," or how does that happen? Yeah, so um, we're we're very small still in in the grand scheme of things. We are growing rapidly, um, so we. We only have a handful of physicians, really, in, in the state of Michigan that are uh, trained to do this. And uh, we're and this is the only one in West Michigan, right? Currently, this so is you're the only, growing big rapidly. Yes, there you go. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, currently um, in the west part of the state, uh, Dr. Janasia is uh, the only physician trained uh, to do this procedure. The physicians would have to go to uh, one of our our training facilities that we would host. Um, for the weekend, as Dr. Janasia did, to get trained. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we have a lot of lot of physician inquiries about this, and you know, as we grow and and gain um, employees on the street to maintain that, we will start building out uh, our physician base as well um, appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if patients have you know um, want to inquire about it, uh, they vertiflex.com. Um, has, has a wealth of information on there. Um, they could uh, get a lot of their questions answered there. So they can research it themselves. Vertiflex.com is where they go on and Correct. check it out. So that would be V-E-R-T-I-F-L-E-X.com. Vertiflex.com. And Dr. Junasia, uh, what? how long have you been in Big Rapids and, uh, and practicing? Uh, I came to Big Rapids in 1997. Uh, my daughter was just born at that time. She just went to medical school, and I just left her this weekend. Uh, so she's 22 years old now. So I've been here 22 years in Western Michigan in Big Rapids. We have our offices in Big Rapids, but also in Grand Rapids. We also have a satellite clinic in Cadillac and also in Battle Creek. And uh, so we have been doing physical medicine as well as interventional pain since that time. We also, over time, develop outpatient surgical center called West Michigan Surgical Center, where we are able to do some of these interventions, minimal and invasive, which otherwise would have been very difficult to do. Uh, we do uh, um, cutting-edge interventions like this. We also do, as I mentioned earlier, about kyphoplasty and vertebroplasty, which is for compression fractures, which are not responding to conservative treatment. Uh, and uh, we also do different kind of spinal interventions, including injections on patients who are not responding to the conservative uh, pain measures. Uh, and um, we also do uh, identify the patient who have um, uh, disc uh, herniations 
and we are able to minimally by minimal invasive intervention by endoscopically able to decompress some of those discs uh, who are not responding to a conservative treatment as well um, and we also um, are able to do electrodiagnostic studies we have to diagnose this patient for complex injuries um, interventional and injections and procedures are not everything um, we also deal with patients who have uh, chronic migraine headaches some of the refractory uh, uh, pain symptoms which we can treat with Botox um, and um, rehabilitation coordinating the rehab orchestrating their return to work and treating complex auto auto and work injuries uh, so this has been our specialty in this area for for as long as I talked about. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it's it's great because you have general practice uh, uh, physicians over there. You've got a, a, a um, pharmacy right in the building. Also, that's that's really convenient. Well, we've tried to um, uh, we, what we're trying to do for the convenience of the patient and quality of the patient. Wanted to see if we try to maintain all these essential elements of treatment in one roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, uh, we have provided the primary care, uh, the specialty care. We also have other specialists who come there, including orthopedics and um, urology and GI. So we have different in- specialists who are coming and trying to get this treatment, provide this care to our patients. And then we obviously have some imagings, and we can do the on-site X-rays. We can do have pharmacy. There's on-site lab. Uh, putting all these things together in one roof, uh, essential elements. I think really helps our patient. They really like it. Yeah, and you have been doing this procedure, the Vertiflex procedure, for how long? We started doing this procedure this year. And you said that you've already seen seven to ten patients. I think so. It's time to time. Don't have exact number. I can tell yeah. you, but around eight patients we have done. Yeah, and that's and that's incredible. I mean, in a year that you're you're doing that, I mean, you know, just because the procedure is twenty minutes, you're not doing five or six a day. <laughs> no, I mean, we have to select the patients. The most important thing is that uh, yes, you have one point five million people who have stenosis. It doesn't mean that we can do what reflection over one point seven million. We need to make sure that you have a symptoms of. Mm-hmm. claudication and you are the right patient to be able to do this procedure and there are a lot of people who can get benefit from these but we have to make sure that we evaluate them proper imaging understand the underlying pathology and uh, try to do the right thing because ultimately we want to do this on the right patient and so that outcome is better and the goal is to improve their overall functions and uh, the last thing we want to do is um, not to the right patient yeah and now is that a case-by-case basis too or is there a, a procedure how long does that take to figure out if it's the right or wrong patient well the procedure is a very simple intervention and uh, um, you put the space between a spinal process is fairly easy intervention how to put it uh, obviously every surgery needs a technique and expertise to do it and every patient has a unique uh, different kind of spinal anatomy so it takes little time to put that stuff but we want to make sure that you have spinous processes if right. you don't have spinal processes i cannot do it want to yeah. make sure that you are so weak in your spine then you will fracture if i do it so i don't i i want to make sure that you are appropriate patient so that all these things happen but as minimal as possible yeah. want to make sure that you know instability of the spine want to make sure that your spine is not moving around uh, to be up for me to do this procedure uh, I want to make sure that you have spinal stenosis, but even if you have spinal stenosis, I want to make sure that you have a symptoms related mm-hmm. to spinal stenosis. I want to make sure that you are not able to walk. 
uh, I if you're walking two miles and your spouse knows, I don't want to do procedures to you. So mm-hmm. I, it's it's all depends on on selecting the patient to a symptomatic, right kind of spine and anatomy so that we can get this done in a way that you have a positive outcome. Well, we thank you for coming in today and sharing this with us. This is uh, pretty incredible stuff. Matt, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Craig, thank you. Uh, so it's it's been a wealth of information, and we appreciate you coming in, Dr. Junaji. Thank you. I'm glad I'm here. Thank you. Talk Medicine, brought to you by West Michigan Pain and West Michigan Surgery Center on News Radio 1460, 107.7 WBRN. Talk Medicine is a paid medical program which does not reflect the opinions of the management and staff of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network.